welcome to You Lost Me at Namaste, where we discuss all things wellness, well-being, and spirituality at the real world 101 level. <laughs> I'm your host and well-being alchemist, Michelle Schoenfeld, and I'm really excited for today's episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, before we go any further, I do want to say that take today's show as entertainment value. We are not um, giving any medical advice whatsoever. And anything that we discuss on this show, always do your own research, of course, and contact your medical professional if you have any questions. <laughs> so that said, I am so excited today. We are going to talk about psilocybin, and which is also known as magic mushrooms. And I have brought in uh, a guest today who I've had on the show before discussing the health benefits and do's and don'ts and science behind CBD, which is a really amazing therapeutic natural property. Go back to season one and two if you want to know more about CBD. But today we are going to talk about psilocybin. So I brought in my guest today, Lolly. Welcome to the show, Lolly. Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> Love to be here again. <laughs> yes. You did such a great job last time really demystifying what CBD is and making it very relatable to the audience, especially for people who really don't know much about it. And so I thought it'd be great if you could do that again today for us on um, mushrooms and psilocybin and what it is. Everybody's Absolutely. talking about it right now. <laughs> Absolutely. it's. I have actually a, a much deeper passion for mushrooms and psilocybin than I do about CBD. So I'm, I'm super excited to talk about it today. Awesome. Wonderful. So I've heard about it. I think a lot of people obviously have heard about um, magic mushrooms as I think that's all I knew. I didn't even know what psilocybin was, um, you know, until the last couple of years and really the last few months where I've been more intrigued. I have, um, you know, friends in college who said, who didn't do any kind of drugs whatsoever, really, but did mushrooms at one point and said it was the most amazing thing they'd ever done but they couldn't really tell me why. They didn't really know a lot about it. It was just something fun they did. Mm -hmm. But now we know there's so much more to it now that they're doing more research and um, there's just a lot more information out there Yes. on it. So, so it's, it can be really therapeutic. It can be definitely a great time. Um, and I think the reason you hadn't heard of psilocybin specifically before is because normally when we're talking about things like substances like that are psychedelic, you're learning about them through um, like pop culture. So it'll be, it, it won't be as formal as like, what's the chemical that's in this? Like, I'm just going to pop it and see what happens, <laughs> you know? And like, um, so most people's association with it is hippie culture, the sixties, things like this. Um, you might know about Timothy Leary, you might know about some of those other people, but normally you'll just have heard of magic mushrooms and think that it's a psychedelic and might even be scared of it. It's interesting you say Timothy Leary because I did ask my mom, who is a really amazing poet and grew up in the 70s and was a big fan of Timothy Leary, who I actually met, by the way. No way. <laughs> I met him twice. Oh, yeah. You'll have to tell us about that. Once when I was a child and once um, as an adult in the airport and went up and spoke to him for like a half hour between our flights. <laughs> and for anybody like Gen Z and millennial are not sure who uh, Timothy Leary is, I'll put a link in the show notes. <laughs> yes. It's interesting. But I asked my mom about that. I said, Mom, when you were you know, in the 70s, um, and I won't give away what her answer was, but what's your thought on mushrooms and psychedelics? And you know, she said, well, her friends who did it got sick. And I said, well, Mom, there's more than one kind. And she's like, no, there's just one kind. I think that's what she, she was teasing me about it. And I said, well, let me look it up. And I guess it's in over 209 species of mushrooms and fungus have psilocybin. 
Yes. I'm like, wow, that's a lot. So what exactly is psilocybin? So it's a chemical compound that it's a natural chemical compound that's happening in nature that's um, occurring in mushrooms, which is a fungus. So okay. it's a spore bearing fungus and there's many different types like you mentioned. Um, and it's not normally something you would even think to eat um, or looks good to you. But, you know, you eat mushrooms <laughs> on your salad. I'm not sure whoever thought of who was the first person to put mushrooms on anything, but <laughs> I wouldn't have, that wouldn't have been my choice. But if you're vegan or vegetarian, you eat a lot of them. They have a lot of benefits. Not all of mushrooms, not all mushrooms have psilocybin in them. And that's what, that's what's in there that you would, that's why you're calling them magic mushrooms. Those magic mushrooms are in a different category. Right. Um, I picture like the little red mushrooms with the white spots and a gnome living under right. it. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but there's a lot of other kinds of mushrooms that contain this, the hallucinogenic. Yes. Yeah, so it's a psychedelic um, compound that's going to give you similar effects to LSD and DMT, which are other um, chemical compounds that you hear maybe a little bit more about these days. And um, so it's, it's natural occurring in mushrooms, some of them. And I'm not sure who discovered it, but you could probably find out a lot of different um, legends or folklore or anything like that about who figured it out, who was the first person to have some sort of like a spiritual therapeutic journey by yeah. eating psilocybin mushrooms. But um, the medicine men of the past and shamans of the past. <laughs> right. So it's, it's pretty common. Um, you know, if you find like a shaman or practitioner like that, they'll ha but there's stories about them from all over the place. All over the world. So, right. Yeah. So all over the world. Um, and the cool thing about fungus is that it grows in these crazy networks. And so um, if you grow them in the ground, they're taking a lot of information and you could call it knowledge from the soil that they're in, from the other plants um, that are in the area and then with each other. And it creates these huge networks colonies kind of yes yeah. and the that's one of the coolest things about psilocybin about this fungus it's there are many different variations and some of them have like different levels of things that you will experience more visual effects or more um like disassociative effects or spiritual effects or whatever but the coolest thing is that they build these networks and then the networks, it, the information is from the earth and you're getting like ancient information I love in that. this fungus when you eat it. Sounds like something from Avatar. It is, it is, it totally is. <laughs> I also love that from what I understand, it's, so it's a hundred times less um, potent than like LSD, but it's not addictive. That's what I've, I've read about is that the psilocybin is not an addictive property. It's not like you take it once, like some other things that are out there and maybe you feel like you want it more mm -hmm. that it doesn't have any negative effect on your body after you're done taking it after it's cleared your body yeah it clears out pretty quickly and you won't have any lingering effects other than maybe a cognitive shift that you might experience and we can talk about that later if you want but um you're not going to have any like physical yeah. need to have more for sure which i think is important to point out just because i think people um especially a lot of people listening to the podcast who maybe haven't tried anything like this before and it, it just sounds uh, out there, the first thing is like, oh, is it addictive? Oh, but you can become addicted. Okay. And this is not. It's a natural plant medicine, really. Right. Exactly. And it's not addictive. There's nothing in it that's addictive. Um, so let me ask you what kind of things it is being used. Actually, before we talk about what's being used, do you want to talk about the legality of it maybe before we move forward? So I read that it's been decriminalized. 
And is that a statewide thing or is that nationwide in the United States? So we're currently in Washington, D.C., and Washington, D.C. has made the decision to decriminalize mushrooms and psilocybin. And all that really means is that they're not going to be spending any money um, tracking down that substance. They're, it's the first very small baby step towards legalization, regulation, and an open market, hopefully, that we're looking for. Um, it will. The, the government will decide how they regulate them. Okay. I wouldn't... I wouldn't think that it's going to be very similar to cannabis or alcohol. I think it'll be treated very differently. But So they've taken a much smaller step towards the legalization of it. Got it. So I know, um, so it's Schedule 1 still. Yes. I did read that it's legal in Oregon, the state of Oregon now. And just last week, um, actually a Republican uh, representative from Missouri uh, um, put a motion to um, make it right to try law. I guess in 2018, there was an act in the United States, right to try. And in Missouri, he wants to enact the right to try for psilocybin. That's awesome. I thought that was really interesting. That just happened this past week. Something other, another exciting thing. What's really most exciting about Oregon is that um, they were also, they're also able to spend money on research. Which is so important. Which is the most important thing. So, because if we're, if we're building a railroad to legalization, to the, the substance being available to people, it needs to be safe. It needs to be regulated. And yes, the government needs to tax it. Absolutely. All that, it requires money to figure out how to do. Right. Um, and that's why we're in a different place with cannabis in D.C. is because we have the legalization, but it didn't, we have the decriminalization and the laws that we have now that allow you to possess it and grow it and all the, there's no, there's no system and legalization regarding the supply chain. So it's all about the consumer, but anybody that's bringing you this who you really want to know where it comes from, you really want to know if it's safe, they're not regulated. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. Yeah. So with mushrooms, it's a much smaller step. So we're allowed, it's decriminalized. And so that doesn't mean that it's legal. It just, it's a baby little legal step towards it being legalized in the future. So um, you had mentioned that there is a big institution nearby that's starting to do research on it. We have Johns Hopkins. So that is like major for us, for our area, especially Johns Hopkins has been one of the leading researchers in this space since the beginning, since psychedelics were really being tested in, um, like at the turn of the century in the sixties and stuff like that, we were able to do it for a short time. Um, and that's essentially how these substances got out onto the street is because they were in the lab and then they got out there and people took them. Um, and we're going to talk about the fun part of, um, of a psychedelic, but yeah. really when we were talking about the research and we're talking about helping people with real medical conditions, Yes, um, like depression, addiction, PTSD, OCD, like cancer related psych- psychotic problems. Like, yes. Um, um, at Johns Hopkins, there's actually one researcher. I wrote his name down. What's his name? Roland Griffiths. And he, he's an author and he is working at Johns Hopkins right now on, psilocybin treating depression and he did the original studies that were much older and he's doing the current study now Wonderful. So it's which is really continuity. <laughs> yes um and what they're finding is when we're applying psilocybin to a brain that's had ptsd that experiences depression or anxiety um it will treat that condition and then very different from pharmaceuticals or things that we're using now 
what will happen is an actual shift in your brain. Like you, the, the body and the brain will follow different paths now. Um, people feel, people describe the feeling in the studies of having a full shift, of having something click or make sense, and then they never have a problem with it again. Like it reorganizes. It's a reorganization of, of what's going on. It's like your brain is a computer. It's finding the problem and like reworking the whole thing. And so it's not it's not something that you have to depend on the drugs to keep feeling. It's done. Right. It's fixed. You don't have those foggy side effects that a lot of no, the other pharmaceuticals right. have. You don't lose your personality. That happened to me a lot when I took a lot of antidepressants across my life. Every time I took them, I hated them. Right. I didn't feel like myself. Yeah. It's the worst feeling. Yeah. And so they're finding a lot of really cool stuff uh, or a lot of cool results for people who are able to now be in these studies. Johns Hopkins is the one that's closest to us. And they're like respected worldwide, John yes. Hopkins. Yes. Um, I did some of my cancer treatment through them. And in my previous life, when I was in the pharmaceutical industry, I worked with them as well. So, you know, I talk a lot about um, I'm a well-being specialist. I'm a well wellness alchemist is how I feel. But how I can do that is I have over a decade experience in Western medicine and pharmaceuticals. And now I'm much more into the plant-based and the Eastern side, the mind-body connection but I'm so grateful for that experience I had um, of really knowing how these big institutions work. And I'm, this is wonderful to hear that they're actually looking at these alternative natural medicines. And a lot of times I feel like um, the reason they weren't before, besides this is different because it wasn't decriminalized yet, but because there wasn't money in it. Mm-hmm. There wasn't money where the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies have all the money. So they're throwing money at the med schools, money at the institutions, money for research. Nobody was throwing money at these plant-based um, remedies and plant-based therapies. So it's so great to see that in 2021, they're starting to step up and say, wait, Mother Earth is actually giving us everything we need mm-hmm. if we just open our eyes and pay attention. Yes. Like, thank you, Gaia. Thank you, Mother Earth, <laughs> for taking care of us. <laughs> um, I have a friend in North Carolina who um, has done has taken this several times and did it very mainstream. Um, I would not think that she is the person who'd be doing this. And I only say that because I had a pre- preconceived perception, mm-hmm. right? Until I knew myself. And one of the turning points for her was seeing somebody who always had depression and some PTSD from things in her past and literally took it one time and was a different person. Mm-hmm. And of course that result's not gonna be for everyone. And you need to be careful who you're doing it with. There's a lot goes into it. We'll do, we'll cover the do's and don'ts, don'ts. but she just said it was so eye opening, And then that got her interested in it. And that got her, her pathway of, of, of looking into the health benefits, um, for anxiety and, and things like that. But just seeing one person's personality, like just totally change for the better, Mm -hmm. just more mellow, calm, confident. And it's not that it was gone. It was just, it was in a realistic place. It would like the, this person's anxiety and, and, um, and PTSD, it just like dissipated. It just totally dissipated. It's not like they didn't remember. They remember everything. It just doesn't have that same connection of bringing down their energy and their, and making them feel scared and sad. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh yeah, that happened. It's over. It's done. I survived it. I'm fine. I feel good. Life ahead of me is beautiful. It's a sort of, um, a lot of people describe an ego dissolution. That makes sense to me. And when in, in the whole rewiring, it rewired it to the positive and the good stuff and just kind of let that go. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, oh, God, there's so much. I just love this topic. <laughs> this is so great. Okay, so that's like kind of the medicinal side. 
That's uh, like an explanation of what psilocybin is and what we're talking about using it for um, medically and the fact that there's research around it, the fact that there's laws around it becoming... That's yeah. basically we've covered like what what it is. And then there's the other side. There's the transcendent experiences that people talk about. Yes. And this like connection with self or the universe or everybody around us. Mm-hmm. That honestly is the part that I get really excited about. <laughs> so um, a few minutes ago we were talking about it and I was saying the part that's so exciting to me is the fact that it builds this network, right, of information. And, and when the actual, the, actual fungus the actual fungus turns into this network that's all interconnected and it's contains all of this insane information that we are learning about and then when you're eating it it's that my personal experience every time is a feeling of no separateness um my ego is removed for the time that i'm on um my trip i just you eat a little piece of the mushroom of the dried mushroom is that... So people, okay, that's a good question. Yeah, let's, let's talk so about that. So people ingest them all types of different ways. You can grind it into a powder and be very exact, and that's what a lot of people do for microdosing. You're taking like a 0.2 um, to 0.5 of a ground up mushroom that contains psilocybin in it. Okay. Um, that would be like a more exact way to do it. Some people really enjoy eating the whole mushroom. Some of them, I should have brought some to show you, but some of them are really big. Like they'll be this big or and a cap will be this big. She's showing about a foot between her fingers and a cap like the size of your fist. They're, yeah, they can be enormous. It depends on the strain and all kinds of things. But sometimes they're small and skinny, maybe like this. Which is like about three inches. Three inches Yeah, with a little cap that's that's small like the size like, of your thumb like the size of your thumb yes okay. sorry i should have thought of how to explain it visually. <laughs> but anyway so you some people take the powder some people will eat um just mushrooms by themselves when i do that i like to put them on some toast with honey peanut butter um and i know we'll talk about dosing later but because it can have like an earthy taste so it's a bitter it, it earthy taste, taste it tastes like you are eating a fungus it doesn't taste good <laughs> yeah. it's not yummy to me it can have an earthy taste but it's not like it's not like a delicious mushroom that you put on your salad right um or a lot of what's really popular now is chocolates so people really like to have them in chocolate because chocolate just hides it yeah so people will love like a chocolate bar um or a small little chocolate and that's or truffle and that's i think that's what you hear about when people talk about doing them in amsterdam um right they usually get a truffle yeah so those are three ways and um for dosing the most exact way is in a powder like in a capsule for microdosing. okay then um you can sort of measure out the raw mushrooms in a certain way if you're eating stems you're going to feel a lot more in your body if you're eating more caps, you're going to have a lot more visual effects, generally speaking. Um, and so you can sort of customize, like I can customize my right. trip for myself in a way, that way. And so trip, we hear about that, like trip, mm-hmm. like you have a good trip, you have a bad trip. Uh, I know a lot of it has to do with your mindset and the people you're around and if you're in nature and like, there's a lot that goes into it. But why don't you just for the listeners who aren't really familiar, what does that even mean? A trip? A trip? So you would call a trip like the the period of time that you're experiencing the effects of this this journey yeah it is a trip it's a journey your your mind will your creative mind will create will make something for you 
Like, so we're not thinking like trip and falling. We're thinking of like taking no. an adventure. It's like <laughs> taking an adventure without actually having to go anywhere. And um, you can you can direct yourself inward. You can um, really take a spiritual journey and your consciousness is in an altered state. And so you're able to perceive um, and understand a lot more different things than you are when you're in like your normal, like ego-driven mind state, right? We're here, we wake up, we have a job to do, we have things to do. We're, we're talking about our, basically all running through our to-do list right. for the day. Yeah. And your mind is not, your consciousness is not really there. It gets trapped by your phone. It gets trapped by what's coming, what you're planning for, what you need exactly. to get done. So when you go on a trip, when you take, when you're tripping, right, your mind, your consciousness is somewhere else. It's not in all those things, right? Um, and it's not controlled by your ego at all. And so what happens is your ego kind of fought, goes to the background, and you feel very connected to whatever is around you, whoever is around you. Um, you might feel extra creative you might want to create something if you don't consider yourself an artist or creative person you might really want to try that and you'll have a great time do you set an intention before you do this it's or I you just let it happen whatever happens I always do it's totally it really depends on the trip you want to take so if you're talking about like taking a little bit maybe eating a uh, 0.5 and taking a hike in the woods with your friends Making sure somebody's there to that knows what's going on and is not tripping and is going to make sure that everyone's safe and good. That's one thing. You can just, you can go. That's a, To me, that's a casual thing. But if you're going to take a larger amount, either like a therapeutic dose or they call it a heroic dose, then yes, you should be like prepared for what you're about to do. So creating an environment around yourself that's comfortable. I always like to be in nature or have access to nature. Um, yes. and like finding the music that you enjoy, putting some things out that are going to spark your creativity, like art materials or whatever you want, um, instruments. And then, you know, having like a safe, cozy place, because a lot of the time on a trip, you will turn inward whether or not you mean to. So if you, so you're taking your mushroom mm -hmm. and then I would say like a half hour, how long before it starts to take effect? How, um, okay. So if you take it. It usually takes like, you can wait 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour. It also depends on your metabolic rate, if you have food in your stomach, things like that. Okay. But it, you'll, and it will, it will be a slow pickup. And then how long does it last? Like between four and eight hours. Okay. Usually six to eight hours is yeah. how long you'll be feeling the effects. And then. And then there's their like a hangover. Um, I've there's, heard there's not. Like, there's you might not be a little really. tired. There's like, there's, a, there's like, your brain has done a lot. You can think about your brain is firing. Like, right, because it activates the serotonin. Yes, your serotonin is going wild. So the next day, you may feel like a lack of serotonin, but you're not going to, just in sort of a more like quiet, sluggish way. It depends on Not like sad and... No, no, but, you're, yeah. I, I've never felt that way. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard that what's one of the things that's great about it is that you don't have... Like a that hangover. crash or that hangover the next day or next couple of days, you know? Right. So the serotonin explosion in your brain is firing and it's creating new pathways um, and it's doing so much. And so the next day you're like kind of tired and it, it just feels like you took a big test or something, basically. Where right. You're like, wait, did I make my coffee yet? Right. But it's Yeah. Fine. Just a little like, <sighs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I've heard so many really wonderful stories of transcendent experiences and connecting to like the universe and to 
the people who are with you and just feeling connected to everything, like realizing, really like the movie Avatar, that mm -hmm. we are all connected. Yes. Everything, to the plants, to the animals, to the water, to the air, that, you know, everything is connected and everything is like just beautiful and should be cherished. And that, um, like trees might speak to you or like different things. Like you get messages from different sources that just resonate and feel good. And um, a lot of people feel like this burst of knowledge that they hadn't been able to tap into before. Yes, I can speak to that. Um, all of those things are things that I've experienced in my life. And um, the, how many times have you? Um, have I tried mushrooms? Have you eaten them? Yes. There's no number now. Oh, okay. It's so <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's a lot, but it's also like um, I've experimented with psychedelics for. For my mental health that right. was always the goal it was when i the first time i tried anything any psychedelic substance i think i was pretty i was older than most people are i was like 25. right so usually people are experimenting this with this stuff in college and they're i have you younger. beat by over a decade on that one so yeah. <laughs> i can relate <laughs> so, and it was very it was appealing to me because um you know all my friends were having so much fun and they just, it didn't seem like anything bad was happening. So I'm like, all right, I'll try it. Yeah. And, um, by far of all the things that I've tried, mushrooms are my favorite and I've used them to heal myself and I've, and I count on them to, um, to keep me sane. Honestly, right. I use them to keep me sane I and healthy. I have heard that over and over and over. And I, I've done my own research as well before I asked you to come on. And just in general, I mean, there's articles in the New York Times, it's been on CNBC, it's been like in major medical journals, it's been, um, there's retreats that do this in Jamaica and other places where it's legal, where people can go. There's so much out there. And I have to say, as um, an energy healer and a well-being alchemist and being open to all these different things, I've never done anything like this before. I've never done a psychedelic or hallucinogen or anything like that. Um, and I was like, you know what? I think this is a modality for healing that I want to know about. But I also, my hippy dippy side is I do interact with my spirit guides. I interact with other people's spirit guides as clients. I'm an intuitive. I don't talk a lot about this. Um, and I can access the Akashic records. So those are all things that are like very different in the spiritual realm of connection. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying all that because I'm like, well, I have to try this. For myself you do and well i did oh <laughs> and i wasn't sure if i was going to talk about it on air or not but um literally when i called you um a little while ago and said would you come on the show and be a guest again and talk about this it's because i had a transcendent um experience and i don't want to say it changed my life i want to say it gave me validation that everything that i've experienced through my spiritual um ascension and awakening is true mm -hmm. that it's all true and it was the most amazing experience i'll tell you <laughs> so i'd never done anything like this before i did in a very safe environment out in nature um near the water i did it on a full moon and i did it during um an astrological portal amazing. in time and believe it or not that was a coincidence <laughs> and we know that nothing is a coincidence right nothing really is a coincidence so um but this happened to be when the next day I was like, wait a minute, that was on the 21st day 
of the first month of the year, of the 21st year in our century at like 1121, like everything just like lined up. And I was like, whoa. And it happened to be like this portal in time. Uh-huh. And it was the most amazing thing ever. And not only was it the most amazing thing ever, like at first, I, I'll just tell you my experience. Yeah, tell me is how it went. I was a little nervous, again, because I've never done anything like this. And I wasn't nervous of what was going to happen because I felt it was a very safe, controlled environment with people who've experienced with this and I trust. What I was worried about is um, if I get sick and am I going to be sad the next day? I don't want to take their... I'm very balanced in general mm-hmm. and I... Um, I feel very connected that I, and I just, and I've worked really hard to get there. I haven't always been that way. That's been since I had my awakening during my cancer and all that stuff I've talked about on other podcasts. Um, and I was assured that, no, that's not, you know, what's going to happen. Like you're going to feel fine. But anytime we do something like this, we have to own it. We have to make our decision and own the decision, right? Mm-hmm. Cause nothing is hundred percent. So I was so excited. So I, I took it, I had a part of a stem and I had a little cap. I'm so excited. And I'm like, they have this big, huge um, fish on the wall. And we were inside at first before we moved outside. And I was like, when am I going to want to jump on that fish and ride it across the universe? (laughs) (laughs) I want to get on that fish and ride it across the sky. I'm like, okay, just slow your roll. That's not exactly, (laughs) because I didn't know what to expect, you know? And about a half hour and 40 minutes in, I started feeling like a little cool, um, a little shivery, uh, not bad, just a little bit, and a little like sparkly. Mm -hmm. And my jaw was a little tight but not bad. So I definitely felt something, but I wasn't, and I was happy, mm-hmm. but I wasn't feeling anything like I'd heard other people experience. So took a little more. I knew, I knew you were going to say and that. And then a little more. <laughs> and then next thing you know, no, I'm outside <laughs> under the moon, like feeling like a goddess, but the stars were moving and the planets were speaking to me. <laughs> Did you see a grid in the sky? I, yes, I saw a grid in the sky. I saw Saturn and Venus and actually Mars was out. So many amazing things happened that were just wonderful and felt connection. And um, things opened up for me in my career. Things opened for, up for me in my mind with relationships. And I felt so settled. I felt so um, like I had a little weepy experience of just pure happiness Mm -hmm. of that like wow this is all real like I really am a goddess (laughs) and so are my girlfriends and we're put here on this planet for a reason and I know that sounds silly I don't mean to marginalize but it was this feeling of just like wow everything that's happened in my life um extreme poverty extreme abundance cancer love loss depression anxiety bliss everything I've experienced was for a reason. And it feels so good because I wanted to have those experiences in this human condition so I could help other people, so I could relate. And it just, all the little synapses and all of the different fragmented pieces of my life came together in complete connection. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I was just so grateful. And that's where I got weepy because I just felt so much love for everything. Mm -hmm. I felt love um, and compassion for that, that little girl who was terrified, that little girl of me at five years old or at seven years old or 11 years old when my brother and sister were killed. Like there's a lot of things that happened in my life and I just wanted to hug that little girl and say, it's okay. But also like, it is okay. You made it through, mm-hmm. you survived it. And um, I didn't, wasn't expecting it to be a therapeutic effect or a therapeutic trip. I just wanted to see some like fun stuff <laughs> and see how it felt firsthand so I could talk about it because I've had clients 
um, in wellness and, and clients in general ask me about it. They mm-hmm. ask me about um, magic mushrooms and they ask me about ayahuasca. I've had two opportunities abroad to do ayahuasca and I've turned it down both times. Um, it doesn't mean I won't ever do it. I may at some point, but I wasn't feeling connected and safe and totally secure that it was the right decision for me. Um, and I meditate when I say that, like I will do a meditation and I will ask for guidance and I will tune into how I feel and what messages I get and see if it's the right thing for me. And I just trust the first thing that comes. Yeah. I don't second guess it. I trust the first thing. I agree. It's a yes or a hell no. It's a yes or a hell no. So <laughs> when the mushroom thing came up, I wasn't expecting it. I went on this trip, like a uh, actual physical trip road trip to the beach, had no idea this was going to happen, had no idea there was this portal coming. I mean, I knew the portal was coming, actually. I wanted to be by the sea and do a meditation. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting my meditation to turn into, let's do mushrooms and sit by the sea. It's amazing. It was amazing. And But even before I did, I just was like, closed my eyes, did a little meditation, was like, what is the vibe I'm feeling? Does this feel like this is a good thing for me to do? Is it resonating or not? And it felt amazing. And so I did it and didn't, no, didn't question it and just put out to the universe like, Whatever's supposed to happen, let it happen. Whatever messages I'm supposed to get that are for my good and for the greater good of all. And that's what it's put out there. Like, no judgment. Whatever I'm supposed to experience for myself, whatever I'm supposed to experience for the greater good of all, let me experience it without judgment. Mm-hmm. And I just put that out there. And like, whatever happens, happens. I own this decision. It's a learning experience. I'm so excited. And it was amazing. <laughs> it was so amazing. I know. What was even more amazing, <laughs> like... I want to do it all the time now. I like, I have it. You, know, <laughs> you were just saying it's not addictive. And no, you're like, but, but I, I don't feel addicted to doing it no, and I haven't not. done it I'm since. And I don't know when I will, but that's how amazing it was. It was so fun. I do feel like the, who I, the people I did it with, it was a very safe and very loving. I'm looking at them going, Oh my God, I love you. They're like, no, I love you. No, I love you. But it's not like a Molly kind of love. It's not like an ecstasy love. It's like a pure connection of like, you're a good human. You're a good soul. I can't believe we get to do this together. And um, we started talking about like real big world issues from a place of love and understanding. But what was really cool, and I don't know if this has happened to you or not, but there was a point where we're looking up at the sky. We'd been laying outside, just looking up at the sky. And there was this portal, like the moon was big and we had this big rim around it and it felt like the universe was opening. But we saw some of the stars or other planets do things like kind of move, like kind of... um vibrate mm-hmm. but we both saw the exact same thing and i was like are you seeing this and she's like yeah are you seeing it something similar to that happened it wasn't it was actually one of the most magical things that's ever happened to me this was the most magical thing that's ever happened to me this i'm not even going into all of it i'm just no i i can't wait to to swap stories later but um Similar to what you're saying, yes, it has happened to me. Where other people are seeing the same thing you're seeing. Yes, yeah. there was actually this. This is crazy. I'm gonna sound crazy, and I don't really <laughs> care. But um, because I'm not sure how much of it was what I perceived and what's real, as we are considering it in the material world, whatever. I don't know, but I know what I experienced, and I know that the person that was with me experienced the same exact thing. If these fungus have connectivity, it would make sense when you're taking the same thing in the universe, there's going to be connectivity. We know energy is energy and everything's connected. Correct. We know that. So this, in this instance, what happened was we were, I I was tripping with a friend of mine and we were sitting there and he was having like a, a really emotional journey through some trauma that he had recently experienced. And so he was kind of having a hard time and I was, bringing them along with me, but also, you know, making sure to enjoy and have my own experience. But we're sitting there and we're in a beautiful garden and there was a lake 
and there was many different flowers and there was like trees to sit under and it was just heaven wildflowers everywhere grasses beautiful trees all over all around us and it started to rain but it wasn't raining on us so I, we were sitting under a tree so it wasn't raining on us um and there was a lake in front of us not too far ahead and it started to rain and then i heard music and then it was like a light show with the bellagio and i was part of it like i was like interacting with what was happening and i was like i was sort of making art with the rain and it was moving in like like the like at the bellagio it was like a water show gorgeous different colors and all this kind of stuff and i'm sitting there and i'm thinking i'm having this experience by myself yes and then all of a sudden i just kind of like blinked and and stopped and it stopped it was like i turned it off and the all of a sudden the rain was gone and it was like right back into the (laughs) and i looked next to me and he's looking at me like what are you doing that and i was like i don't know okay that that happened with us as well it was crazy this person had told me about something that they were seeing that they always see when they do this and then i saw it and i was like oh is it blah and i described to a t what i saw which is exactly what they Mm -hmm. always see and it was like wait how can you see what like this is actually real this This is why we call it this is trippy it was the coolest thing ever it never occurred (laughs) to me that there was a shared experience right because how does that make sense but it does because i don't know alternate reality or tapping into different vibrations of um i don't know quantum physics i love quantum physics if you guys anybody listening if you like this kind of stuff um of course i wanted to keep it on the wellness side which is more scientific well-being mind body spiritual and then of course the spiritual fun side you guys listening to this, there's a great um, show called Superhuman. You can find it. I think it's on Netflix or YouTube, but it's out right now. And they go into the science behind a lot of this and telekinesis, moving things with your mind, um, people connecting to other people, even the military, the Russian government and the United States government did remote viewing uh, for spies where people could actually close their eyes and see what was going on in other areas of the world and report back. The government used spies to do that. That's crazy. It's called remote viewing. Yeah, remote viewing. And there's another documentary out now called Fifth Dimension. And um, it is about, again, scientifically, the United States government, the UK government, they've all corroborated that this is true of, um, I hate to say aliens, but that's what it is. It's aliens, right? Ooh, can't you? Are you excited for that, all the paperwork to come out? I'm so excited. All the documentation. Right. So if you like this kind of thing and you want to know more about, I recommend watching Fifth Dimension and Superhuman. Um, because there's so much that we don't understand. There's so much that our brains are capable of doing. And I guess that was the segue. Like, that's the tie-in. Is that people can move. Like, I watch these little kids. This is current in Utah, in the United States, who can ride scooters and bikes blindfolded. Mm-hmm. because they're able to see through their third eye. They're able to see without actually seeing. Um, there was people, like, there's so many things that people who can bend spoons and move a tinfoil ball across the floor without ever touching it, just by the power of their mind. Um, that's what Superhuman just came out. It's oh, neat. amazing. There's so many things we can do that we don't know we can do because we only use a fraction of our brain. And so I feel like something... I wouldn't be surprised if some of the research that comes out is showing that psilocybin is able to help you tap in to parts of your brain that normally you can't access. Yes, I agree. When you're talking about like creating visual displays. Yes. Yeah, so you know, visual... and creating stuff. It's like being able to like manipulate the energy, mm-hmm. right? The energy. Because everything, like a rainbow, what is a rainbow, right? Like a rainbow is not actually painted in the sky. 
right? Like we know the way energy works light. and light reflecting off of water. Like there's so many things we don't, who would ever think that I could take a picture on my phone right now and in two seconds send across the world and it's on somebody else's phone. Mm-hmm. There's no wires. <laughs> like where's that going? It's energy, right? It's a signal. So like there's so many things our brain can do that we don't even know. Yes, I agree. Yeah. That's what I find very, very fascinating about um, plant medicine and mushrooms and all this stuff is that we are now just in the very beginning of learning all the things that we get to learn about it. Um, and I don't think it could have come at a better time. I'm so excited. Yeah. We could obviously talk for hours and hours cause I didn't tell you ahead of time that I had this experience. So, um, <laughs> I would love to have you come back on another show. If you guys like what we're talking about, you want to hear more, send me an email or a DM on Instagram. Um, I think we probably should do another show and just talk about the, the kind of, um, the spiritual, the transcendent side. It would be fun to, to take questions. People sent questions. Yes. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. So if you send your questions to me, um, Michelle Schoenfeld official on Instagram, or actually you lost me at namaste on Instagram or my website, Michelle Schoenfeld official. Um, but let's do you lost me at namaste. And for Lolly, you can reach her at sunbeam edibles. On Instagram. So Lolly is at Sunbeam Edibles, and I'll put links in the show notes so you guys can contact us. Send us questions. We will give you answers. If we don't have the answers, we'll find them. If you want to know more about our personal experiences, I you can probably tell we will give you those answers as well. <laughs> I'll spill all the beans. All right. The more information we can share with each other, the better. Um, so I, we probably should start to wrap up yes. just because okay. this is so fun. Okay. Let me just ask you quickly, um, if you could fast, like in a minute, two minutes, do's and don'ts, or do's if, there's, and don'ts. if there's any big don'ts or just anything that you want people to know ahead of time about trying them, about trying them or what to look for or how to go about it or. Okay. So if you have never tried psychedelics of any kind before. I would recommend doing a microdose, which is going to be between 0.2 and 0.5 of psilocybin. And that's a very low dose. And you will, if you do that and you have a very mellow experience, which you will, you will erase any sort of fear and anxiety about the substance because you'll have tried it before and you'll think, oh, no big deal, whatever. Um, So try a very, very small amount. Try a microdose amount before you try anything else. After that, if you decide that you want to take a more therapeutic dose, um, some things to make sure that you do are um, have like your favorite snacks, have a very comfy area where you're going to feel safe, nice cozy blanket, whatever. Um, Because if you do at all feel overcome by like any sort of difficult thing that you encounter on your trip, like in your mind or in, in your spirit or emotionally, you can find yourself in that cozy spot and you'll, you'll center yourself, um, right away. It's, it's, it's very comforting. So you need somewhere to comfort yourself. I highly recommend having access to nature or being in nature. If, um, if you have the ability to, for both, that would be the ideal situation. You definitely want somebody who knows what they're doing, AKA either like a shaman or a practitioner. And definitely somebody who is not, and somebody with you, yes, the first if time. somebody, yes, you need somebody who's like a babysitter or a guide, um, whether or not you want that to be somebody who is, um, certified and trained, that's your choice. I, I don't, at this point, I don't need somebody to do anything with me. I can. Right. But if it's your first time, at least it, somebody in the group who's not doing it themselves so they can make sure. It always makes everybody feel better. Yeah. So you want to have a babysitter, you want to have a comfortable spot, 
You want to have music that you like. You want to have things around you that spark your creativity um, if that's what you're seeking. I would say and, you probably want to be in a good mindset, right? You want to be in a good oh, place in your mind, yes, for 100%. sure. So be aware. Like amplify. Be aware that if anything, I always tell this. I've said this since the beginning of time. Be aware that anything that is lurking, you have corners in your mind, you have boxes you shove things into, that's coming out. <laughs> yeah. It is. If there's something that you're locking away from yourself or something that you're not ready to deal with that's difficult emotionally, do not expect that not to happen. Right. So like either either use it as a medicine to help you process that and come out the other side or don't do it at all. Right. Be in a good mind, by mind space. Expect to have fun. Expect to have a good time and, and that's what will happen um, if you and, prepare yourself. And we were talking about therapy early on and I, I do know, um, I, I'm not going to recommend it or not recommend it. I honestly don't know enough about it, but there is a retreat place in Jamaica that does this for therapy. They do one week and 10 day stints. Mm-hmm. That's more for like PTSD, trauma, like things like that. Like if you're looking to do it medicinal, definitely do your research. If you're looking to do it recreational and have a good time and have this like kind of fun transcendent experience, that's more what we're talking about now. Yes. Of like be aware of what's in your mind, do it with people you trust, do it in a safe space, be outside if you can. Like, yes. It's a totally different, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I think those are all really good points. And, um, Again, like I said in the beginning, we're not medical professionals. No, not at all. Take this for entertainment value. Do not take it as um, a medical guide by any means. And anytime you have a question, consult your medical professional. There are there have been reported some cardiovascular side effects for some people. So if you have any heart issues, um, definitely make sure that it's safe for you to take it and that you know what you're doing with the dosing. So I just want to put that out there again, that definitely if you have any kind of health concerns whatsoever, um, make sure that you get checked out before you partake in anything like yes, this. especially if you're on medications. Yes, you want to talk to your daughter doctor about how they'll interact. Yes, perfect. Um, all right, so this is great. Thank you so much again, Lolly. You were a delightful, delightful guest. Um, again, you can find Lolly at Sunbeam Edibles on Instagram. A website coming out soon. The links will be in the show notes. And um, before we end the podcast, I always like to do a mantra. If you remember from last time. Yes. Yes. So I chose one today. We'll say it together. Sure. And the mantra is really just like a positive affirmation that I want you guys to say to yourself several times a day for the next week to just kind of put you in a creative mindset or feeling positive about yourself or your situation. And I thought this one was kind of fitting um, for today. So I'll read it once and then um, why don't we read it together three Mm -hmm. times. Okay. And I want you guys to write this on a sticky note, put it on your mirror where you brush your teeth um, wherever, just so you can be reminded all week. So to, uh, this week's mantra is, I create my own path and walk in it with joy. Very simple. Let's read it together. Yes. I, I create, create my, my own path and walk in it with joy. I create my own path and walk in it with joy. I create my own path and walk in it with joy. Yes. Very simple, but it's so true. We're all in charge of our own path in life, even if it doesn't always feel like it. We are in charge. It's our responsibility to make ourselves a priority and choose our path um, and not let others choose it for us. And if that's what's happening in your life right now, know that you're worthy, you're enough, you were born for a a reason, you deserve to have your own path. It's your birthright. It is there waiting for you. So start taking baby steps if needed or big leaps, whatever, but know that you do create your own path 
and walk in it with joy. Yes. Enjoy the process. I love this. <laughs> All right. So that's it for this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. I'm your host, Michelle Schoenfeld. Thank you again, Lolly. Thank you for having me. And until next time, everybody, namaste. I look episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. Thank you and until next time, namaste.